0: Hello and welcome, I am Sofiko and this is Creative Minds Speaking, a podcast where I have conversations with creative industry professionals. Bringing into the spotlight those incredible people who are behind the scenes of art and entertainment is the main goal of this podcast. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are the personal views of the guests only and do not represent in any way the views of their companies. This is an exploration of the guest journey and views only on today's episode i'm gonna chat with nick kandelaki he's a talent manager and tour coordinator for nick west uh he's also a producer for black sea jazz festival one of the biggest jazz festivals in georgia i'm super happy to have nick on the show how are you thank you for coming
1: Good, how are you? Thank you for inviting. No,
0: I'm doing great. I'm super happy we're doing this interview, finally.
1: Yes, after so many months.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, can you please tell us your background and how your journey in the music industry started?
1: Okay, sure. So, my family is a basically a musical family. And my grandfather started to organize concerts in Soviet Union in 1980s and he was organizing concerts in Russia, Georgia, Poland, uh, Germany, and basically he organized first jazz festivals in Georgia. And then my father continued his legacy, so he brought James Brown, Ray Charles, and many big artists. So I was, what, I was around six years old, so I was uh, walking with him, following what he was doing, and then when I was around 12, I started to help him to carry the bags when the bands were arriving, I met George Benson, Joe Cocker, and many big name artists. So I was already excited, I was like, wow, this is, this is cool, this is what I want to do. So later on, I became a uh, uh, hosting artist. So I hosted many big bands and artists, and <clears throat> I got more promoted and promoted every year. So then I started to negotiate and book shows for the festival. So now I'm part of the team, I'm producing the festival. We have mul- multiple festivals and besides that we organize a big show for uh, arenas for stadiums we brought uh, Maroon 5 Robbie Williams uh, Sting Snoop Dogg and so on
0: <laughs> that's crazy i can't even imagine is it hard to bring these big acts to georgia georgia is not that famous for music scene and just <laughs> in general yeah.
1: it's very hard just because of uh, the flights so we have a big name list of artists who have been here so it's very easy to uh, negotiate and talk to the agents and managers because they already know about georgia from other big name artists but because of the flights because we don't have many direct flights from europe to georgia sometimes it's hard and we have to have a private jets and like it's really hard to bring uh, cargo sometimes uh, some artists are bringing three four planes of uh, weight of uh, for the show wow yes
0: (laughs) but um now you're based in los angeles how did this transition happen from georgia to there
1: okay so uh i'll try to make sure so i was studying in london business and finance so when i graduated i returned to georgia for a year and i was uh, hosting many artists in georgia and two artists by coincidence they told me about university in uh, los angeles uh, where i could study masters in music business so i became really motivated and i was to be honest a little bored in georgia so i was like okay maybe this is what i need to do i will apply for this university and i'll study masters in music business and i might meet some artists in la so that's how this idea arrived so then i applied to university and um Maybe you know the bass player Stanley Clark and mm-hmm. famous uh, artist piano player Sergio Mendes. They recommend mm-hmm. they wrote a recommendation letter. So <clears throat> I applied and I got accepted at the university, so I flew to LA and then yeah, that's how it started.
0: <laughs> okay, and after you graduated, um, did you have an internships, did you have like a job yes. or For a
1: while I was while I was studying my master's, I was working, interning for Quincy Jones.
0: Are you serious?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so...
0: What you were doing there?
1: I was doing basically uh, everything from starting from cleaning the tables, uh, managing 14 artists that Quincy is managing. Uh, yeah, so I was doing uh, schedules for these artists, interviews, schedules, uh, talking to fans on behalf of the artists. So basically various I was researching a lot about new producers, the best uh, songwriters, the best uh, artists, upcoming artists.
0: And after it what was were the next steps in your career?
1: The next step was uh, after so when I was when I graduated, I finished my internship and then the singer Macy Gray, she hired me. <clears throat> First I was basically her day-to-day. So I was helping her to uh uh, do errands or whatever she needed any day but then uh, she decided to hire me as a tour manager so i was working for her i was organizing tours we had a u.s tour european tour so i was working for her for two years so it was really really fun
0: that's amazing love it <laughs> <laughs> so um of course you have a big experience in organizing concerts live shows tour management um what it's like, like what are your main responsibilities, what are the most difficult parts and what are the parts that you enjoy the most? Uh,
1: specif- in any field or basically, for example, in tour Sp- management?
0: Specifically in live um, production and tour management.
1: Okay. So I think uh, the most difficult part is basically because I'm self-employed and I'm a contractor. So I'm working for artists. So for example, if artists are is on tour, for maybe like three times a year I have gaps so that's the part is difficult that I need to figure out okay or what am I doing in those gap periods so and uh, difficult as a tool manager I think uh, it's very. if you love what you do it's not difficult to be a tool manager but it's uh, there are lots of <clears throat> details and it's very important to be very organized for example, when <clears throat> there is a 60-day tour, there are so many hotel bookings, uh, uh, venues where uh, venues are providing uh, technical rider, which is requirements of the artist for the concert. So if if I make one mistake, <laughs> well, I can uh, uh, damage the whole show. So mm-hmm. it's very important to be organized and be always uh, checking, even yourself, just to make sure everything is right. So basically, it's very important to be detailed, organized, and make sure that everything is right. Uh, coordinate all hotels, bookings, uh, restaurants, to make sure the artist and band is happy with the food. Sometimes some artists or band members are allergic, so I need to make sure that no restaurant or backstage uh, hospitality provider uh, doesn't bring anything, well with the allergies some of the band members have. Uh, flights. I need to check in for flights, book the flights, uh, to make sure we're not late at the airport. So there are many details that need to be very <laughs> organized.
0: I can imagine. And were there um, any situations where you like something went wrong, and how did you deal with these things? Yes,
1: especially in the beginning. I'll be honest. Like sometimes we learn on our own mistakes couple times I made some mistakes, for example, uh, I f- one time I forgot to check in for a couple band members. It it went well, but it still was my mistake, so I learned my own lesson and uh, oh. yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, then it's important, for example, as a tour manager, uh, when you book shows, basically, for example, if you are booking shows in Europe or even in USA, to book shows like, for example, Germany, Netherlands. Uh, and basically by geographical like uh, proximity to make mm-hmm. it uh, easy and to make uh, flights cheap and uh, easy for the band to travel well, because usually band has doesn't doesn't have uh, a lot of time during uh, <clears throat> uh, traveling for shows. So my responsibility is to make this tour as smooth as possible.
0: And if we talk about Black Sea Jazz Festival, um how is it everything there like what 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 are your main responsibilities and um do you organize everything from LA or you should always come to Georgia for it or how it works
1: Mm -hmm. so being in LA it's really helpful because all the agents are and managers are of course almost uh, based in LA so I meet them in person if I need to for example if I need to convince uh Paul McCartney's or manager or agent, or your favorite artist, Beyonce's <laughs> agent, to bring her to Georgia. Uh, oh my God, when there. are we bringing Beyonce to Georgia? Please, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, to, talking, so I'm talking to them. But uh, yeah, it's really um, good to be in LA because I can meet uh, with them in person and negotiate and uh, tell them about Georgia. Where is Georgia? Uh, About my festival so it helps so many times I book show uh, from LA and then when it comes When festival starts I uh, fly to Georgia one week in advance to make sure everything is ready Then they build the stage and when the big-name artists are arriving I'm personally hosting them to make sure they are happy they have everything what they need because some of the artists are uh, quite difficult uh, they, need, they have lots of requirements, and <clears throat> we need to make sure they're happy before the show.
0: <laughs> and what would you say is the most uh, difficult part about working with big names?
1: Every artist has their own uh, demands, or what they like, what they don't like. So I think the hardest part is like uh, for the host and for the organizer, to make sure they're very happy and to listen to them what they want, and basically to provide everything they need because Mm -hmm. when they are happy they are performing the best show and audience is happy and everybody is really happy
0: (laughs) and do they get a time to to travel a bit around georgia
1: yes so for example i took when maroon five arrived in georgia i took them to the uh, mountains of georgia in batumi on black sea we went to the restaurant it was a secret but then Uh, Media, somehow, they found out. So they came to the restaurant. They uh, listened to Georgian voices. They saw national uh, ballet dances, Georgian dances. So when they have time, if, for example, they arrive one day in advance or they leave after the show, like they have time, they always try to see something.
0: That's amazing. I wish more artists visited Georgia because Georgia is so beautiful.
1: So it will. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs>
0: um, now, other than um, arranging live shows and being a tour manager, you're also an um, artist manager. You, mm-hmm. You're you managing Nick West. So mm-hmm. what it's like to be a manager on top of everything else that you're doing? And mm-hmm. um, just tell me about it.
1: That's a whole another beast. Basically, <laughs> That's why in the music industry is uh, quite big and there are so many roles. But being an artist manager is really, really <clears throat> uh, difficult also. And it's important to have time just specifically for that, especially when the artist is independent. Because uh, I need to make sure we record the album and everything is done properly. Uh, how uh, Basically to print the album, to make sure the album is released uh, properly and everything is planned. Uh, there are, uh, make sure that the, we have tours for the artist, for example planned as well. So I'm talking to agents, make sure they book the shows. Uh, so basically uh, anything that artist is doing is my responsibility, that everything is done right. And mm-hmm. to, uh, fight for the artist to make sure that the artist is happy. So that's my job. <laughs>
0: What are your the most proud moments of being a manager?
1: Probably uh, the album release, because it was like when uh, Nick recorded the album, we were working on it together. uh, We went to Minneapolis, uh, San Francisco. We worked with uh, many uh, legendary artists. And I was there. I was witnessing everything. So when we released the album, for me, it was like a baby, basically. Like, okay. We worked on this together and now i want to make sure everybody hears it and like i wanted to see people's reaction like how they like the music mm-hmm. that was, i think the biggest moment and maybe probably like when we performed at the biggest festivals so i was really proud
0: love it uh nick west has a very big following she's quite popular and especially for an independent artist who is an instrumentalist, this is, this is very hard to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, ma- can you share what strategies you used or how you basically helped to shape this career?
1: Yeah. Well, basically, before even I started working with her, she was already uh, well-known worldwide. So I can't say that it's all <laughs> what I did. So basically, she was already working with Sprint, she toured worldwide, and she has her own brand, her hair. And uh, <clears throat> But I will say um, what we are doing different from other artists is basically we are, we call it Medusa. So basically, we have uh, different fields that we are working on, and we are just making sure that each field is uh, managed and uh, we are implementing and executing everything what we need to do. For example, touring. How many tour dates do we have? What's our goal? How many tour dates we want during the year? Okay, is our agent, oh, when he she is booking shows, is she uh, charging the right price? Then, for example, the album. How is the album doing? How many streams we have? How many physical sales we have? What articles we have, like PR? Like how many? What's our goal? How many articles? We're, for example, what late night shows we want to perform at? So basically what we are doing is every week we have a meeting and we are discussing our goals. So are we basically following uh, what we need to do or not? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing.
0: (laughs) That's so much work.
1: It is, but it's interesting because that's what I like about music industry is that I'm doing what I love and what I believe in. I think that's the most important to when you are a manager of the artist to believe in the artist fully. And mm-hmm. to believe in the project because I had many offers from uh, different artists, but it's not about. I knew that they are amazing, uh, but I didn't see myself uh, very like uh, helpful for that person. So I decided not to take the job because I was not so much believing in the project.
0: Mm-hmm. And if we talk about your future goals, are you planning to manage more artists or you want to be more in the life industry? What, what are your goals and expectations?
1: Yeah, my goals are basically on uh, in Georgia. My goal is to bring as much as uh, possible many foreign brands to Georgia. For example, now I'm working with uh, Rolling Stone magazine. I'm, uh, <clears throat> probably we will do in Georgia, Rolling Stone, Georgia magazine. Uh, I want to produce more bigger name shows. For example, I want to bring Radiohead uh, and many big name artists to and to popularize my country with concerts. Uh, probably, I am trying to also create a radio, something uh, in Georgia to basically people to have a chance to listen to good quality music. And um, internationally, uh, I want to manage artists. And uh, yeah, I think I think I would love to manage more artists.
0: Love it. <laughs> um, how was it for you, uh, for someone who were ra- born and raised in Georgia, to move to a completely different country and start completely new life there?
1: To be really honest, it's really, really difficult. When I'm looking now what I did, I feel like it's really hard. So it was like uh, around 10 years since I moved from Georgia abroad. And, and
0: how old were you at this point? 18. Okay
1: they uh, think so it was really hard first to study and uh, student life basically just to make sure uh, I pay all my bills and study at the same time so it was really hard then to learn new culture in each country for example UK is completely different country from USA uh, learn culture learn how to adapt, uh, work permits uh, visas all of those issues uh, how to solve that uh, and then when you work in music industry, it's hard to work for big-name artists, so for example when <clears throat> uh, When Quincy Jones was arriving to Georgia, he had a show here, but I was studying in University in LA and my professor said that I cannot miss no lectures So he didn't allow me to fly to Georgia. So I was begging him <laughs> I was like he will hire me and I need to go to Georgia just to meet him. So he said Only under one condition. Basically, three times I had to be on the Zoom uh, uh, call at the lecture at 5 a.m. Georgia time. Mm -hmm. So I had concerts, and then after concerts at 5 a.m. I was on lectures, just listening to uh, our lectures. And uh, so I met with Quincy at the restaurant, and I asked him about internship, and he told me that basically his first response was he has too many so he said no i can't hire nobody else we have so many people from la and i said yes but i'm the best <laughs> so he told me to give him a pen and he wrote on napkin his contact information and in two weeks i was hired
0: oh my god this is insane
1: yeah so it's about persistence so that's what i in my opinion that was my biggest lesson that i learned to be persistent and i think that's a, it's really important in the music industry to be persistent and to ask people several times if I have to.
0: And why um, you wanted to work with Quincy so much? Why with him exactly?
1: Because Quincy is a tastemaker. He is a leader. And he, even today, after so many years, he's still a leader. He is uh, on the board of Grammys. He worked with so many artists. And he meets with uh, any artist you like. He's uh, uh, knows them for sure, and he has a big influence on those artists. So that's why I wanted to work for him because uh, this is like a museum, musical mm-hmm. museum for me. So if I know, if I have experience working with Quincy, then everybody else is kind of easy. <laughs>
0: When I was watching uh, his uh, Netflix documentary and he mentioned Georgia, I almost cried. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, he's mentioning Georgia and probably Nick was there. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, our, at our festival and that's when I was hired.
0: That's crazy. That's yes. crazy. <laughs> you are something.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what would you say are your life highlights?
1: So I would say... Two moments. Well, three moments. Uh, One moment is when I was studying in London, when I started, first time to study. uh, uh, So the promoter of London Jazz Festival, he invited me to many concerts. And I don't know why, because he didn't know me, anything like that. I was just begging, and he invited me. (laughs) And uh, one day I met Macy Gray in London, because of that, in the backstage. And randomly Macy invited me to the private party of Puff Daddy, after the concert. Who are you? I'm I'm lucky, that's it. (laughs) So she said, let's go to this party. So we went to the party of P. Diddy's house, where there was uh, many big-name artists like Vin Diesel, uh, because they were recording the movie Fast and Furious. So many actors were there. Uh, Victoria's Secret models. And it was my first time seeing all of this in one place. So I was like, wait, what is this? How these people are living? This is what I want. Because in the morning, I have to go to the lecture and I have uh, 10 pounds in my pocket. That's it. (laughs) So I was like, this is what I want. This is why I'm studying. And this is what I want to achieve. So we became friends. Me and Macy became friends after this day. And then when I moved to LA, uh, she hired me to work for her. So I think this is a highlight for me because it changed my life. It changed my vision, what I want to do. So I became more ambitious. I became I I created goals for myself. So that was one, and I would say second one. Uh, when I graduated my master with my masters, because as a kid at school I was not, I was quite lazy. So you know I saw myself when I graduated with masters like completely different person, because I was not studying in school, and then suddenly I have a masters with good grades. I was like, okay, I did it. Three, I would say basically uh, now living in USA after 10 years, like basically now for me living in USA is kind of living in in my home country. Mm -hmm. So I adapted with the cultural difference, I became way more comfortable living there. I feel like home. So I think uh, that's a highlight for me.
0: And what is your personal definition of success?
1: Basically, for me, it's whatever goal or dream I have to achieve that.
0: Mm-hmm. Basically,
1: whatever I want to be persistent and to achieve that. And if I achieve it, uh, to appreciate and uh, basically uh, remember that this was my goal and I achieved it and I already uh, know that it's successful. success.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you could give uh, one advice to Nick, who is just starting in the industry, what would you say?
1: Uh, Probably I had moments when I was upset or basically wanted to go back home. Basically, I felt a little insecure and uh, wanted to go back home and basically to quit. So probably persistent and uh, to be confident and um, basically to have more belief in uh, what I'm doing because now I know that because of my persistence and hard work, I achieved a lot and I still have Mm -hmm. to achieve more, but... I feel proud that I I was able to do it because I had moments when I was like, no, I'm going back home. I don't want to study anymore. I don't want to uh, work anymore.
0: <laughs> this sounds like a burnout, right?
1: Yeah, it is. Music industry overall, is uh, that's why it's very hard and only a few people can do it to succeed because there are lots of competitors in Los Angeles and in USA and worldwide. And uh, it's hard for somebody from country of Georgia to compete with those beasts
0: <laughs> yeah that's true but how do you um deal with the burnout feeling what do you do in this moment
1: listen to music train to uh listen uh, read the uh, current trends whatever is happening so always try to be ahead of the game in the music so i follow a lot of people who i think are, are trend makers just to make sure that i'm not behind
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Do you have any book, movie, and song recommendations for our listeners?
1: I would say Nick West, Boomberry Boom, <laughs> from the album Moody. Okay. I liked a uh, new movie, uh, Cruella. It's really good. I just watched it today. Yeah, book, uh, How to Influence, I forgot the name. How to influence people and friends. I might be wrong. That's a really good point.
0: Okay. Um, Do you have a celebrity crush? And who is it? Nick West. (laughs) What
1: is the most useless talent
0: that you have?
1: Oh, I never heard that question. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Everything is useful. (laughs)
0: And the last question that I always wrap up the conversation with is who inspires you the most?
1: My father and my grandfather because uh, what I'm doing is uh, I know that they believe in me because my grandfather started so uh, long ago. He produced uh, festivals when it was restricted to do any kind of uh, foreign concert in Georgia or in Soviet Union. So he did something big. Then my dad continued with bringing more famous artists but now i'm trying to fight internationally and i live in los angeles so i'm continuing legacy so i uh, for me it's always my dad and my my grandfather is my main <laughs> hero
0: love it that's beautiful nick thank you so so much for your time thank, thank you for coming on the show I'm so happy we recorded your inspiring conversation because really for someone from Georgia to make it in LA and in such great level and of course you have much more to come in your career. This is amazing. I'm so, so proud of you. I'm so, so happy for you. And again, thank you for sharing your story.
1: Thank you for inviting and I hope to see you in Georgia and in the (laughs) USA.